Dylan, Dylan, mm-hmm. how would you describe your world? Um, is it a vampire? Fuck. You fucking damn it! You I knew that fucking. You know what I was? You know what I was? Is that I judged you? You're a little you. bitch. That's what you were. I thought you're that little... it would be a Zwan lyric. I really did because before <laughs> I read this research, I forgot about Zwan, and then I got oh. angry all over again because Zwan. And by the way, internet. You just had oh. to listen to certain things. And if you liked rock music in the year 2001, you wanted Limp Biscuit more than fucking you wanted air. Yeah, exactly. And I don't they were like, about- nope, Zwan. Yeah. Uh, I would like all my rock music to center around fire, pussy, and fights. What's well, like, uh, did you say parchment and emotion? No. Like, well, <laughs> uh, and it's so and funny that the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins is the guy who's like, I'm going to invest in this fucking shit where they cut each other. And the guy from Corn is like, take care of your mental health. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, corner all. Hey, we're Christian, but we're hippie Christian, so it's your body, your choice. Yeah, and whoever you love, God loves you too. And the guy from Smashing Pumpkins is like, check. You should have checked your mental health in 1993. If you didn't, fuck you. Suicide's bad. All right, beef but, up oh, or ship out, pussy. This is the yeah. NWA. Keto, 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 keto. <laughs> We of course this week I'm Dylan Gott, by the way. That I is John Hastings. John Hastings. There you go. We are, we talking are talking about, about Billy Gorgon. Whoa, that was almost in sync. That was cool. Oh okay. Dylan, if you had to guess, would you say that Billy Corrigan, if he was a teenager now, would be an incel in the manosphere, uh, a proud boy, or all three? So this is interesting because I look at Billy Corrigan's life and it's like I honestly see like some of us. Because it's it really does bear out. He's a out. confident dork, is what he is. He's a it confident. bears out what a wrestling fan is. You're a nerd, but also you were just like okay at sports, not yeah. good. Okay, and you like you just like sports a lot, and then you like the other thing, and everyone's like, oh, so what do you do in your off time? And he's like, movies, never seen one. I watch professional sports, and I uh, very in tune with the. You guessed it, masculine side of being a man. I am a man. I am a truck. I will run you over. That's right. I am not just a man. I have wolf DNA. All men have wolf DNA. I am I am <laughs> I am part wolf. That is why my singing is so good, because uh you're not hearing the songs of a bird, you're hearing the howl of a wolf. I'm an alpha. That's what Corrigan means in Italian. Did you know that, Dylan? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Billy Corrigan is just a. He, Billy Corrigan would be annoying as fuck to go to high school with. And also, I guarantee Dylan and I, if we met Billy Corrigan, would get hired by the NWA and bully him. It's that weird thing of he is a wrestling nerd, but like he's a wrestling nerd, but also an art rock superstar. So I just feel like it's like, yeah, I mean, you're like, fuck you, Billy. Like, fuck you. It's really weird, isn't it? You're in Zwan. Like, it's just like, we're going to go through his, but I want you, I need everyone to remember this. The man is in Zwan. The man is in Zwan and rightly fired Jim Cornette. Go ahead. Right now, I'll give you five seconds. Come up with a name for a band. The Jackhammer Boys. That's good. You know what that's better than is just putting a fucking Zwan. Z in front of the word Swan. It's Zed. It's Zed. You, pit, you bitch. You don't bow to the Americans. All right. I've been singing the alphabet song to my son to calm him down while he changes diaper. And just the fact that we put fucking Zed just to ruin that goddamn song. <laughs> 
X, Y, Z. Yeah, fuck you. Gone. Fuck everything. Fuck, I Stop hate it. the world. Can I, can I please use this for a bit? I've been writing a bit about how Americans call it Z just because they'll just try anything. It like, works you just better. Need, can I please use this for the, the alphabet song? Can I? Please? Oh, hey, the zebra. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can. I think that that's been done before. By who? I'm sure someone. Like, I Googled it's so it. Fucking, I Googled, I Googled it. I Googled. Like, well, it's my joke. Fuck it. We're put Hobson, Christopher Hobson, the lovely Christopher Hobson. Cut this out. Use it. And then when John, when John uses it as a bit, I'll fucking Dane yeah, Cook, d- Louis C.K. Please him, do. I would. Which that, I means would really that like John that. will be well not liked for it. But then years later, I did something nasty. <laughs> That's exactly how our career trajectories mm. are going to go. What do you guys? Mm. Are we gonna we're gonna cut out this the bit the bit we just discussed so it doesn't ruin our doesn't ruin our TikTok output? But I want everyone to know Dylan just revealed that he is the Louis C.K. of this podcast, and I am the yeah. Bill Burr. Except that, for as they all my say, my politics are actually yeah. much worse. But Dylan, <laughs> Dylan did a bad thing. Yeah, John is very open about his politics. You do not have to read between the lines. Yeah, there is no reading between the lines. It's it's also it's off-putting in a lot of ways. Speaking of off-putting, let's talk about the idea that Paul Heyman and Billy Corrigan hung out a lot in 2001. I really like the story of how Paul Heyman like walks into I basically Shark Tank with the so dumbest pitch. much. Let's okay, this is jumping way ahead. So when no, uh, we should talk about the episode first. First of all, the episode we're going to we're going to be freeform conversation because no one wants to hear what we fucking think about the the hit album that the Smashing Pumpkins had, and then everything else was like, wait a minute, maybe they suck. Like, you know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like, but like one fucking crazy good album. I'm trying to kind of come up with. I mean, maybe the Smashing Pumpkins are like a really successful version of the Boondock Saints. And I don't know if you watch the Boondock Saints. If oh I don't know if you listen God, to, oh my God, that's exactly what they are. Where it's like it, he has that oh one, the my- fucking double album, great double album, but then like you know nothing really good afterwards but also the weird thing about the boondock saints if anyone here is watches that i don't know i just always assume people are exactly our age but um if you watch the boondock saints and you're like whoa it's like reservoir dogs but they fucking get to the fucking point then you watch it again and you're like oh there's like a bunch of really bad racial overtones here <laughs> oh thank god it's just a bartender from boston you're like can you believe that and i'm like now that i watch it i can yeah it's one of those things where um the like Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness and also the Boondock Saints are a great, great fucking comparison, by the way, Dylan, because they're basically both things of for like, hey, do you like arty, cool indie movies? Yeah. Do you like like like, oh, no. Do you like arty, cool indie movies? No. Well, this kind of looks like one. So you'll like it, but not like so you'll feel indie, but aren't. And that's the same thing with the Smashing Pumpkins. It's like it feels edgy and weird, but it's actually just pop music just done by a guy who's going. Yeah. Yeah, and his dad, I mean, obviously, his dad, uh, his dad's a musician and isn't really in his life. Of course. Of course. <laughs> and you know, oh, you know what was? Uh, and Billy I Corgan. A bunch, I sold a, a, bunch of, of, yeah. a bunch of albums. Are, do your parents, do your parents love you? And you're like, I do not know where they are. Like, the, I don't know what Tom Brady's parents did to him behind closed doors because they maintain that they just encouraged him. But Tom Brady acts like every night before he went to bed, he had to physically fight his dad. Like his dad <laughs> and he just went, you're three. Now you need to learn what pain is. And then punted Tom Brady. Yeah, of course. Billy Corrigan keeps trying to own his hobbies. I like rock music. I like that. I'll own it. I like wrestling. I'll own it. But that's the thing. The, the part where it's good to be a nerd is this guy didn't have any like... 
he was around a lot of people with horrible substance problems, but he never like had any himself seemingly. So that helps you own your hobbies. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, he first makes his big appearance in uh, wrestling at ECW in 2000. He was apparently, um, he never invested in it because he felt he didn't know enough about the business at the time. Although at one point towards the end of very smart ECW, Paul Heyman and him had a meeting. Dylan, would you like to read from the research how this meeting went? Because it is truly fantastic. So I don't know if anyone here, um, it's Dragon's, is it, it's Shark Tank in the States. Is it Dragon's, Dragon's Den, Den in the UK and, and Canada? Canada. Yeah. And okay, so this is his Dragon's Den pitch. Canadian Dragon's Den by far. It's fucking wild. The Canadian Dragon's Den is hilarious because they don't have enough good ideas. So a guy comes in, he's like, what about a fucking hockey stick? But I fucking hate you with it. And the guy's like, I'll invest in that because <laughs> they have to invest in a certain amount. And it's the only guy with money is the dude who invented Boston pizza. And if you're not from Canada, that's right. They fucking have a chain here that's like, you know who does pizza really well? The Irish. Yeah, the people of Boston. The whites of yeah. Boston. How about this? A sand pizza. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, Boston pizza, by the way. How do you know you're doing comedy in Canada? You're getting drunk in a Boston pizza with a Filipino man. <laughs> There's a lot of Filipino people in Canada, and that's why and, John left. And I got news for you. Uh, the people of that Boston pizza, because you're in rural Ontario, not happy to see either of you. They're more not happy to see me because I look like I'm from the city, and they do not like that. <laughs> they don't fucking like There's no. There's three cities in Canada. Anyway, uh he has a meeting with Paul Heyman in a deli. Paul Heyman basically goes, I want a million dollars from you. And then Billy Corgan says, well, what will that buy me in the company? And then Paul Heyman says 10%, which is an evaluation of $10 million for ECW. Billy Corgan says, I know how fucking math works, Paul, and just leaves, which is like. Yeah, the, the company, what did Paul Heyman eventually get out of it? Like a hundred grand? He basically got payroll. Everyone got paid. So yeah, well, that, and that's the funny thing is that that's what Billy Corgan essentially was offering was ten G's. Was like he was like this company isn't worth ten G's. I'll give you ten G's, and it's like yeah. But the funny thing is, is that they rejig the books and call it TNA almost. And Billy Corgan's like, yeah, I'll give you three million dollars. Mm-hmm. But it was slightly different. TNA had TV, all that sort of stuff. It was also two thousand. Billy Corgan was also, and this is hilarious, working on Zwan. But by the time he's in TNA, music is basically he's moved on from it. He's making money as a producer and sort of as an act who can go out and do a reunion theater tours. But that's. Yeah. And much like uh, much like comedy, uh, one of the unspoken things about music is you get a ton of money from writing songs. So he just wrote a bunch of songs for people who weren't bald, weird looking people. Yeah, like he apparently wrote most of Courtney Love's music is Billy Corgan. And there's like a bunch of backroom deals. So it's just one of those things where it's like. Cool. Get a bunch of money. Yeah. It's like how you've always wondered, hey, how did Motorhead keep being a band? Because they never sold any records and they were kind of just played small rock clubs. And then you're like, oh, Lemmy wrote all of No More Tears for Ozzy Osbourne. So it's just he just every six months gets like eight hundred thousand dollars in royalty. <laughs> so he's yeah. just like, I want to have a band. That's what I pay. I spend this on. Mm-hmm. So ECW basically this had a this had a big influence on me when I was younger, but ECW did one thing where Billy Corgan got, sorry, hit um, Louie dangerously with a guitar and then got fucking eradicated by Rhino. I don't remember this at all. Was this in the dying Billy days? Corgan got yeah, fucked man. up. Billy Corgan got fucked up. 
But this is in your favorite time ever for um, uh, uh, Rhino being a wrestler. Because this is when Rhino famously says to Rob Van Dam, I'm going to make you eat your face and then shit your face. Yes. Uh, I'm going to make you... He says it to uh, New Jack. He says, I'm going to rip off your face and shove it off your ass so the next time you shit, you shit your own face. And that is how you use swearing in wrestling. Just also, made no fucking that's sense. That's how you write a fucking song, Billy Corgan. The world is my face's shit. So what I'm going to do is actually, um, if you want to talk more about Billy Corgan, because I'm going to look yeah. this up, because in the MTV article that's attached by the beautiful Christopher Hobson, it doesn't have any reference to Rhino fucking him up, but I distinctly remember that. Yeah, I, don't, I distinctly I remember, remember Billy Corgan. In the after mags was that Billy Corgan appeared, because I remember being like, oh, ECW's in trouble, because I was in my teens, and before you'd read about porn stars appearing at the ECW arena and then it's Billy Corgan it's like well you, and in my head I was like well I bet you, you have to pay the porn stars but you don't have to pay Billy Corgan and that's what I was like that's trouble but like at this point it was like so I you, it's 2000 this year 2000 we're 15 yeah we're singing the more, the song in the year 2000 by Silverchair <laughs> in the like, year 2000 I'm so more sorry more than anything in the world I wanted a professional wrestling fan that wasn't white trash and a public one, like a celebrity that liked yeah. professional wrestling just to make it okay. Like the and only like, people in media at this time that liked pro wrestling that weren't in pro wrestling were the character Joe Dirt in the movie Joe Dirt. <laughs> one Joe of Dirt the, underrated. One of, one of the sub, very underrated. One of the sub characters on the show, Reba, briefly trained to be a wrestler. Yes. But did not follow. That is it. Like, wrestle, this is, are you a wrestling fan? And then someone would literally assume that you suffer from something that would mirror severe debilitating brain damage. So I remember this. I So it was not um, Rhino. Louis dangerously fucked him up with the, uh, with the phone. And then Just Incredible stands tall over Steve Carino. Because this is definitely Steve Carino, the hardworking babyface, and Billy Corgan. Oddly... The other big angle with a musician was Steve Carino getting fucking laced with a guitar by Fred Durst on stage. But, um, what yeah, was, so it was that? that's not a thing that happened. Yeah, it was 100%. No. Yeah, Steve Carino okay. got back when Steve Carino was like, in the yellow singlet, and it was kind of like, oh, he's the guy everyone beats the fucking shit out of. It's so weird that Steve Carino never did anything basically Steve Carino beyond. Was, Steve Carino, also, no one talks about the the amount of heat him and Justin Incredible had towards the end of ECW. It's the weirdest thing of, like, everyone views that era as being very strange, and it's like, it was a bit odd because they lost Taz, but Justin Incredible, Steve Carino, and the whole, the network with Rhino, they were fucking awesome. The Impact players, oh, I fucking loved it. Posing over people, Don Marie just showing the cleave, and then fucking Lance Storm being so boring. Oh, it was, it was never. That's the weird thing about ECW that like, and I think about a lot of indies that like, you do get tired of people pretty quickly, and it is dope that they like inadvertently cycled people out. But obviously, by ninety nine two thousand nine, like ninety eight certainly ratchets it up but 99 2000 the arms race for wrestling talent got to be too much and mm -hmm. just like fucking destroyed them but um but yeah i mean both angles with big musicians at the time and this looked like it was going to be big because like you know corgan did a good job 
And it was like, looked like Billy Corgan could become one of the owners of ECW. But it's just crazy that it's like, who's the guy who's going to invest in ECW? Oh, it's the guy who writes like this really long, whiny, like you can't even use any of his yeah. songs That's unless so it's funny. for yeah. a heel. Like, yeah, or for or like Don Marie, but because it's ECW, they would play the song Zero. Don Marie would walk out and then. New Jack would shoot her with a gun. <laughs> like it would be. <laughs> new Jack would. Yeah, they have the so new Don Marie every week. Go for it. Is that like this is all pre-internet wrestling? But I also think if it had been the internet wrestling era, people would have just bullied Billy Corrigan on Twitter into buying ECW. Yeah, and I'm like, if but it's now. It. Then there's ECW, certainly a lot bigger of a product because ECW. Oh my god, EC because ECW basically invented viral wrestling compilations. Yeah. Welcome to the ECW arena. We're doing Botchamania, but it's on purpose, and someone's gonna get HPV. <laughs> like, like what? Uh, in 30 years, there'll be something called TikTok, and people will do what we did with wrestling to everything. It'll destroy the economy and make people fascist. But also, look at Francine's Norky Borky. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and it would have been fun to see Paul Heyman go through the um, How to Get Someone's Money 101 playbook with a guy with, oh my with God. a ton because of money. It, it's like, it is crazy. You get to suck off the Sandman. Um <laughs> I don't oh, want to do that. Okay, you how about this? Eleven hundred dollars, or I'll tell you. Or I'll tell yeah, he's always you know, asking for such a weird it. amount of money. Yeah. I need eight hundred and seventy-five dollars, or guess what? Taz is going to get your pager number <laughs> for one million dollars. You own ten percent of the company. No, Paul. Okay, how about this? Six tables, four folding chairs, and <laughs> half a ring. How about this? You give me $10,000 or I'm going to make Joey Styles go on the roof of the ECW arena and he's going to just talk about what he believes in. <laughs> I'm going to tell everyone that you know Balls Mahoney and in time that will be a scarlet letter on your name. Yeah. Bear in mind that if you aren't careful, I'm just going to let Tohu Cold Scorpio know about you and he'll for some reason have sex in your room. <laughs> So this is so this is around Zwan time. This is basically like um, no, 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 no. We're not calling it Zwan time. It was Zwan time. This is Zwan podcast now, but <laughs> this is all, all about Zwan featuring Zwancast. Everybody, welcome to Zwancast. But this is around the time of Zwan. So basically, what I want to get across is people are realizing maybe the Smashing Pumpkins aren't going to like have anything. And also, he like publicly breaks up with the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, the last two albums they have after, or the big one, uh, Melancholy Sadness and The Loser Patrol, um, are doing much worse. The name of this podcast before I joined <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Super Six Wool guys and the fucking Shit nope. Patrol. Uh, welcome to The Loser Patrol. It's me, Dylan, and I'm peeing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Welcome to asking women. I uh, asking women who left me why with John. <laughs> That'd actually be a sick podcast. I mean, I gotta tell you, I, there's why? a couple. Of, you really get some stories. <laughs> why though? Yeah, uh, why? Why were you so mean to me? I was so nice. I let you pay for all of the drinks. That's a pleasure. <laughs> but I want to like. A pleasure, Dylan. Acknowledge me. Acknowledge that it's a pleasure, Dylan. Ooh, it is a pleasure. The original Thank Roman you. Reigns. 
That's right. I'm the head of the table. And also, for some reason, I hang out with my two cousins or nephews. I can't remember, but I hate them. Oh, the nephews? Yeah. I mean, I fucking beat the shit on my family all the time. Yeah, you do. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, was, I was going to my fucking sister's house and beat the shit out of her fucking husband. Yeah, it is weird. Dylan, but Dylan also doesn't know what beat the shit out of means. Dylan just thinks that means eat all their food when they're not home. Yeah, that just means like stay for like a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just like you sit in weird parts it's, of the uh, house. It's 11 p.m. and I gotta had... like get up tomorrow. Nah. Yeah, okay. I'll just, I'm I'll, beating I'll go. you up. I once saw this as an alpha move. I was at a friend's house mm-hmm. and they had a uncle over. And they were like, we're going to have dinner. Are you staying for dinner? And he's like, M-. and they were like, okay, are you going to go? And he's like, I'm going to go after this episode of Law and Order. And so he just watched <laughs> an episode of Law and Order while we, I had dinner with that family. And he, and then the episode, the episode ended. He got up. No goodbye. Just left. That's why I like, I like people who do exactly what they fucking want to do, bitch. I do not. I like because it. I don't, My I stepdad yeah. does that all the time where he's like, do you have anything you need to fix? And they were like, no. And he's like, oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'll talk uh, to you like a fucking loser. I could be fucking using a hammer instead of fucking is talking legitimately to Ron Swanson. Like that, that is said a lot in the mid 2000s. But if he, he's vi- visibly upset, unless there's manual labor involved. Right now, he has a job. It's not a job. He's just helping a guy renovate his basement he met on the street for four hours a day. <laughs> He's like, got to do drywall today. And everyone's like, oh, what are you getting paid for that? He's like, I'm getting paid and having to do drywall. I love it. I'm getting, ba- <laughs> I'm getting paid and not having to fucking be around here. That's what I'm getting <laughs> uh, I stay busy and I stay swole. He doesn't say yeah. that. But anyway. Does he yell uh, wolf blood and then just kiss a mural he has? <laughs> with, uh, who's that bearded guy with the weird calves that's on the internet that claimed he broke both of his legs and is in the Navy SEALs? Oh, I can't remember his name. Oh, is that his name Jocko? Mike Balzarian. Oh, there is also a Dan guy named Balzarian. Dan Balzarian. That fucking Dan guy. Balzarian's dope. He's just fucking made up a whole thing. That's oh my great. god, Dan Balzarian. It's the Dan great, Balzarian's like, what pro wrestling used to be. Just a rich guy who doesn't want you to know he got his buddy. That's from exactly it. Billy Corgan basically Billy Corgan replaced Dan Ball the Dan Balzarian type in wrestling before Billy yeah. Corgan, who's just a wrestling fan. The owners of wrestling were either Vince McMahon or like a guy like um, all my money comes from the Canadian Stock Exchange because mm. my dad was the guy who invented insider trading. Like it's yeah. just like holy shit. Well, that's you the know, interesting. Ponzi schemes. They should have called that the Balzarian. All right, let's get to it, everybody. Time for jokes. Allegedly, supposedly, supposedly, alleged, allegedly. So this is the interesting thing about Billy Corgan that I think is fun is that like year 2000 rolls around and we're like, oh, who's this like relatable nerd who likes wrestling? And then when he finally starts Resistance Pro Wrestling in 2011, wrestling's so full of nerds that he's like kind of a jock because yeah, do you, it's the do best. you know Billy Corgan's um, his theory on professional wrestling, like no, how he should be booked? Yeah, I go give it to me again. I remember this. It's sized down. So he does the thing. He does the old school NWA thing, which is the, yeah. the biggest dudes are at the top of the card. And then you get smaller as you go lower to the card. So basically you like have great matches. You have like your, your intercontinental, you know, secondary title match is really good, but it's in the middle of the card. And then you have two fucking just swole ass motherfuckers ripping it up in the main event and i don't think that's bad i just think that like clearly this dude doesn't have the money 
like the whole idea behind indie wrestling is essentially Vince McMahon has all the money, so he's going to get the swole daddies. So we have to make little bitty bitch boys. Who the word swole? Who the fuck ruined my fucking life and taught you the word swole? Me. Name. I taught it. Ah, I told myself terrible. I invented it, and then I. It's fucking, fucking awful. No, it's bad. I hate it, and I hate you. You're not swole, mm. and you never will be. It's because the only definition you have is when you're near a dictionary, buddy. I got a fucking definition of the arm and the mind, too. You got to work your mind and your arm. Mm. But you trap. You do not relax. work your mind. You do not work your mind. You told me yesterday you got a migraine because you read a stop sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> That's a sick joke. <laughs> that was pretty good, right? I'm a professional. I think roast? my favorite one, it is from the Norm Macdonald roast, is, uh, hey, there's a sign on the door that says, gentlemen, just ignore that and go in anyway, John. Oh, I know. It's fantastic. I also enjoy the retort of uh, Norm watching you do that was like watching Peter Fonda pick blueberries. And it was an on Golden Pond reference, a movie no one remembers. So Norm MacDonald classically responds with, well, who wouldn't want to pick blueberries with Peter Fonda? (laughs) (laughs) And also during that whole thing, last thing about Norm, but was that he was reading the paper the whole time. (laughs) He was just reading the paper. And anytime someone would insult him, he'd take the paper down and be like, well, that was mean. <laughs> Go back to reading the paper. Uh, so he starts Resistance Pro. And I this is like, here's what I like about... Basically, it. it was the beginning. It was the beginning. It was when indies were getting, like, were popping up and were really fun and cool. And, like, it's the IC... It's, like, the building up of ICW and Progress in the UK. It's the build up of, like, Ring PWG of Honor. PWG like, is selling out every single show, and they refuse any comps ever. So that's very important because, like, it literally does not matter who you are. You cannot get a comp ticket to Pro Wrestling Gorilla. And they're selling DVDs and basically making a point. So what I'm saying is even within L.A., there's, like, a very, very strong oh, yeah. independent wrestling. Like, resi- and, like, you have bar wrestling, all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Billy Corgan basically just was like, oh, this is what I've been looking for. I'll just do this. And it's very funny because basically in the time in 20 30 years it's gone from rick rubin had to get someone within the business and just pay them to do it to the where we are now where billy corrigan can just buy his way in and now he's running the company dylan by the way is right now for the listeners texting billy corrigan and letting him know oh, I'm that he is up, not welcome uh, on as a guest pro wrestling gorilla welcome. and this is the other thing is effectively what billy corrigan fell in love with wrestling was uh, he was born and raised in Chicago, which is a great place for professional yes, wrestling. It would have been, AW, WWE. And, would have been mm-hmm. and AWA, yeah. and also you would have gotten all the stuff from Indiana, and he's also mm-hmm. of the age where he would have still gotten like peak he's NWA a territory. territory. Guy. Yeah, exactly. And this is the thing also with Rick Rubin is they're all territory guys. And mm-hmm. by the way, I, I I am I am I am a nerd from the herd, and so I have been really enjoying that kayfabe commentaries is just putting up their uh, shoot interviews on YouTube. They currently have the guest booker from Gary Hart up and how he explains booking and how you do it. You're just like, Oh, that is why you guys could fill a stadium is because it was very much dancing made to look like a snuff film. And everything Mm -hmm. was presented like, how do you work this angle? Well, the road warriors are going to come in. They're going to break Michael Hayes's spine for real on television. Fritz von Erich is then going to be murdered they will lose to the Von Erics in six weeks and they'll head back to Georgia. And you're just like, wait, what? And he's like, that's how you book a wrestling territory. You fucking kill people. And you're like, God, man. (laughs) But that's something that wrestling is missing and always has missed. Exactly. Sorry, has missed since the territory days is you can't. And Raven said this in like a guest booker thing. It was like, you can't kill people anymore. You can't just be like, 
MJF's dead. He's not here anymore. Like, That's the thing. And I also don't understand why you can't at this point a with AEW and yeah, WWE and the Ring amount of people that both those companies have, can. they could totally just be like, um, insert guy here, broke edges, neck edges. And you can just edges a year off like, or six months because it's like, and then that, that cures so many problems yeah. that wrestling it, has with pills and like injuries and with shit. Kenny Omega right now is the best thing they could ever do. That is literally just going, I want to know when he comes back. I'm not really mm. following the AW products, but it's like, I like that run as a champion, but he's gone. Cause he, guess what? He needed to go that w enough. And it was 100%. perfect. Perfect. Yeah, great. And uh, so Resistance Pro lasts for three years. John, you don't want to talk about the NWA. This is the thing. All I want to talk about the I NWA want to talk is... About the, all I want to do is talk about the... I want to just do this. Is We're going to do this half, and then the next half is all NWA, because all I want to talk about is the NWA. So this is the weird thing about Billy Corgan, is that I understand this in a lot of ways, because he the Smashing Companies get, get back together in 2005. He basically is like, oh, we just like tour for the same people that bought that album in the first place forever now i'm gonna like do this wrestling thing since i'm like i can do that forever and i'm just gonna have to sing 1979 until the day i die so he does a really smart thing which is it's so weird because i thought billy corgan would be such a like great mind in wrestling anyway some things don't transfer i suppose no i don't think I okay go ahead oh sorry three years uh resistance pro wrestling is around um, and then he basically takes that experience because that was the whole thing reason he didn't want to get involved in ECW. Takes that experience and tries tries to apply it to total nonstop action wrestling, or as we call it, Dixie Carter, oh, Paul Heyman with more finesse and less yeah. ideas. Uh, yeah, he basically spends a few years getting scammed out of anywhere between one point five and mm. three million dollars. <laughs> yeah, credit. bitch, fuck you. You fucking doubted the southern fucking slut. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> me. Fuck the fucking bucket. Dixie Carter's dope. Please welcome to the ring, the southern <laughs> It's dope that Dixie Carter was Jim Ross's idea of who Deborah McMichael was in the attitude. This Jezebel's taking all his money. Oh she my get, god, she's gonna get punched by the fucking coot. Yeah. Let me tell you something I fear every day, King, is this woman gets a hold of some type of wrestling organization, and then I, at some point, have to talk to her dad in the golf cart. All right, back <laughs> you. I'll tell you this, I fucking, oh, I want to fuck her. <laughs> I want to fuck her. <laughs> her right, Ooh, I'd like to right sniff now, her I'm good. pretty sure that Excalibur is a girl, and I want him to take off more than his mask. Back to you, Tone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to AEW Dynamite. The Dynamite's for all the fucking explosions that are happening in my belly because I had a lot of vodka with lunch. All right, someone's in the ring that I don't care for. Back to you, Arn Anderson. <laughs> it's great that now Jim Ross is Jerry Lawler because, like, you can't yeah. just be like, like he comes from a time where it's just like, oh no, you, we've done it too much in wrestling, and you can't just be like that girl's attractive. Otherwise, it like basically, you know, completely yes. neutralizes what they're trying to do in the ring and takes away from what they're trying to do. And Jim Ross like, what do you mean, Gary? Can I just sniff it? <laughs> yeah, J can I smell it? I've never heard a podcast get more done by a guy who's sad than Jr.'s podcast during COVID. Him describing Christmas on that podcast about a year ago, I haven't listened to it since because he's just not putting up a tree, Conrad. Not acknowledging it. Not happening. 
mean, it was just like, good, fuck, just kill yourself, Jim. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's been through some stuff, John. I know he has, but it's just like, just don't be on a microphone. You're literally a million. Just go have sex with people. I don't know. Jim, just, <laughs> be happy. You're not, you don't seem happy doing what Boomer you're doing. Sooner. Yeah, like just, just go get blown during mm. an Oklahoma game and be don't be on television anymore. Oh, like, boy. if that, that I'll suck his dick. I will suck Jim Ross. If you were listening to this, at anyone within the sound of my voice, please alert Jim Ross. You seem very sad. Do you want me a straight man? The first penis mm -hmm. that I ever suck mm -hmm. to be your penis. I will suck your penis. You won't be good at it, so it's gonna last a long time. A long time. You'll feel you will feel so v you'll feel like a fucking wolf alpha there, JR. And he likes to teach people too, because he was in talent development. So when he teaches you to suck his <laughs> dick, he'll, be, he'll get like he'll nut, but I'll also My be God. like, and I taught. That's a double yeah. nut. You're sucking a mud hole in me and then <laughs> you're sucking a, you're sucking a cum hole in me and shitting it dry. Sorry, after I nut a shit. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> shitting it dry sounds horrendous. Mm, fuck. Anyway, John, we're gonna take a break and we're, we're gonna, gonna go shit some pussies dry, bro. Yeah, yeah, buddy. And then we're gonna talk about the thing we talked about last week, but different way. No, we're not. We're just talking about the NWA. All right. Yeah, we talked about the Billy Corgan, Dixie Carter thing last week. Coming Done. up next, Dave Lagana being a real creep. The National Wimp Alliance. Whoa, Dylan's <laughs> gone all right again. Make the wrestler review great again. Doesn't that right, Dylan? Don't you have that tattooed on you? Tattoo me. After the break. Hey, guys, thanks very much for donating to the Patreon. Uh, we're trying to do a drive to get to 100 subscribers. And at 100 subscribers, we'll think of something to do. But if you guys donate to the Patreon, we have $5, $10, 20 or 25 if you're really crazy people that you guys can donate to. Thank you so, so much for donating to Patreon. Uh, it's really made this even more worthwhile than just talking about Barry Horowitz's dick already is. I want you to know how much I love all the Patreon listeners. I was quietly reflecting on my love while Dylan was doing that. Let's be honest. Great commercial. We're back. The break was 19 years long. John yeah. went to the woods. <laughs> he yeah. killed a goat. He was like, why is the goat in the woods? I fucked and killed the goat. <laughs> but what order? That's what's what we'll be guessing here on the rest. I don't know. What's you know what the greatest life. tragedy of the pandemic was, John? Uh, it's not the millions dead. It's not the fact okay. that inflation is scary high or that we're facing down World War III. It's that, World God War damn III, it. You World War Free, you fucking Putin apologist. Sorry, World War Freedom. Uh, it's that I thought the NWA was on a real roll there for a second. I completely agree with you. The, the XFL and the NWA were the true tragedies. There's of the only two. Only two. Only um, two. Well, that and, of course, the Trump presidency. That was uh, a stealing, though. That was so. Yeah, I believe the big lie. Um, I completely big agree. Truth. Oh, sorry. Go for it. That's what I call my dick. Are you ready to <laughs> see good. some big truth? <laughs> <laughs> I call What's it our truth. Yeah. Why? Because your cock still smokes? Because it's what's up. You can use that. Continue. <laughs> um, the NWA was absolutely on a real roll. It was mm -hmm. so fun watching studio wrestling again. It felt um it felt like so new, but it was like so retro. All of the like like every episode was just like this guy yelled at this guy last week. But they're not here. This guy is. And you're just like, cool. And then like, 
Robert Morton and Ricky Gibson are still fucking there, whatever the fuck their stupid names are with their fucking. <laughs> I think you got them mixed up, but yeah, I did, I did, and it was great. Like it's, just but it was like, fucking stupid. Like some of the shit they were doing was fucking stupid. Like the Rock and Roll Express still winning matches when they're like loved it, loved it. completely immobile. Um, Eddie Kingston now, of course, is like in that upper mid card. Uh, this is probably too parallel considering how their characters. Eddie are Kingston is, is the Jake is the Jake Roberts of AEW. Right Jake now. Roberts, New Jack doesn't need a title can lose every single match but it's you'll just, always it, believe his promos because he's the the working man god damn it because eddie kingston's come up with the best gimmick ever which is angry guy who just is near where you park your car when you're going to work that's what <laughs> eddie kingston is yeah and also like in the i guy who seems very frustrated in a starbucks but a wrestler eddie kingston ladies and gentlemen yeah like jim, it's jim like Cornette came up, uh, jim, newly divorced dad go ahead Oh, just sorry. Jim Cornette said uh, Jimmy Valiant is Eddie Kingston as well. Crowd's really behind him. You could never put the title on him. You no. Why or you could, but it'd be like a day. It'd be like a Mick Foley reign where it's like, we can't actually have this guy on a fucking talk show because yeah, everyone he, who just watches this for the first time be like, what the, who the fuck? Why, is yeah, why is a guy who loads <laughs> luggage on an airplane wearing a gold belt and talking about fists? Like he, I can, <laughs> <laughs> he wears a tank top to hide the LBs and his arms are still like, why is it? Why is his arm all wrist? Yeah, why is it I only think he can win if the match is he's got a weapon, the other people do not have a weapon. <laughs> it's just one of those where the other guy's banned from trying. Anyway, um, Basically, do you know what Eddie Kingston is? Eddie Kingston is without the ego Chris Jericho, because Chris Jericho is actually, in my mind, always going to be is probably the best upper mid-card performer wrestling has ever fucking seen. Yep. But Jericho thinks doesn't think he's he's jake the snake roberts jericho thinks he's rick flair and he's fucking wrong like i'm okay. so i don't dylan i like singing judas as much as the next gal i don't give a fuck about chris jericho Dude, and i know his last promo his last promo was very good i'm oh, sure in the pink shirt in the pink shirt with the whole thing where it's they're praising him and all that yeah I liked I it a lot. I liked the part where they were like we're gonna welcome, these guys are gonna go by their real names now daddy magic <laughs> like they just gave him wwe developmental names because they are sports entertainers and oddly it's kind of a version of what we already talked about which was steve carino redid the um mick foley old school gimmick why do you guys use weapons blah 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 yeah exactly um, he's keeping it old school uh, steve carino and he was again the best part of ecw again steve carino of course a very much part of is he in the nwa now if not he should be as a comic, like uh, I am. he's a trainer for NXT. I think he's one of the last ones left. Wild, but it's one of those things where the NWA Steve Green will be fun to do because he, yeah, sir, go for it. He would be fun to do. Let's add him to the list. NWA pre-COVID was on such a roll because it was all these guys. Because AEW at that point was not living up to expectations. AEW yes. was very much like oh, the dark what? orders on top. They're waiting for the NXT. The great NXT call has not happened yet. And the other thing is that like AEW kind of takes a lot of the best performers from the NWA. Like they took Eddie Kingston. Kingston. They take uh, Ricky Starks. Um, of course, our friend Cole Cabana. They did. They took Cole Cabana, who was like a national champion. Yeah. So they take. All right. So they take Cabana, Starks, Kingston. Who else do they lose during the pandemic? They lose Eli Drake. They lose James Storm. They lose, um, oh my God, Marty when Bell. Do lose, when do they Allison lose Cornette? K? And they lose Cornette before, right before COVID. They don't lose Cornette. Cornette tells a 68-year-old yeah, I mean. joke. 
Yeah, oh, yeah, they well, no, they don't lose. Yeah, they lose Cornette because Cornette did a Cornette and Cornette Cornetted all over the Cornette. Like Cornette just did yeah, what he's gonna but do. But it was also very, very important that they have Jim Cornette there because a he's a very good color commentator and b he's he part of that better. lineage, right? Yeah. And oh, that's what the NWA uh, could fucking now lost, and then weirdly Cody Rhodes was kind of like a part of that lineage. Now AEW picks up that ball. Yeah, because and what's interesting is, well, we still don't know where Cody's going. Maybe Cody is going to the end. I hope so no, because not. I really do hope so. I hope that somehow, like, he's I think that that would be the most amazing thing. And Billy Corgan probably doesn't have AEW money, but he could just go. Do you want ten percent of this company? That would actually, dude, it have to move. be fifty fifty or something. Like, because I, I, I mean, I don't know Cody Rhodes or anything, but like Cody, the the high point during, and this was one of the smart thingies that Billy Corgan did was. They had the NWA title match on uh, All In, and Cody won the NWA title. They did a whole storyline where it's like, I, you know, my dad held this title. It means a lot to me. He beats um, Nick Aldis. They do a return match, of course. He loses to Nick Aldis. And Nick Aldis, when you look at wrestling... And you looked at the champions at the time. Nick Aldis is like, yeah, of course he's a champion. He's a fucking yeah, he dude looked, who looks he, lit in a suit. That's the thing. Is your he, bitch. It's also he looks like Conor McGregor. It's a Conor McGregor style character. What I never understood is, and this is, I think, the failing of the NWA, and I think the failing of Billy Corgan in that Billy Corgan, I think, is a bit old school, and I think trust the wrestlers. They Very need to have old school. Someone, yes, need someone to come in and go, Nick Aldis, you are Conor McGregor. You need to start mm. saying wild shit do it in your way but stop like this is the thing is the nwa still sticks a little too much to the like we're doing studio wrestling it's like no you're doing wrestling you're in a studio but you still have all the modern tricks to work with let's fucking go baby and it's also that thing of you're the nwa you are the gold standard you can create that ecw mythos around you by being like without us there is no wrestling like mm. support us you know what i mean like you can you can AstroTurf a little bit of that movement, and I think Billy Corgan's really, really weirdly kind of fucked off with how AEW's kind of unseated him as the WCW avatar, even though that was always going to happen. Nick Khan has way more money. Tony, Tony Khan. Tony, Nick Khan is the, uh, is the WWE CEO guy, of WWE. Yeah. Why they did that is so confusing and so, like, I it makes think... Sense Vince, like, does, does part of you think Vince thought he was hiring... Someone who is Tony Khan's brother, and he was just like, no, <laughs> uh, "It's everything Vince has ever wanted. He's a fucking dude with a bunch of connections in Mollywood that's gonna fucking get a bunch of mainstream attention." Did you say Mollywood? Of course I did. Because when I'm there, I be popping Molly. I'll put this I'll in your fucking mouth. I popping Molly, and then I'm popping up Molly's kun. How do you feel? Feeling? How do you? Oh, how do you feel if I I quickly push this into your face? Like I really, <laughs> not, sca not scared at all. The dyspraxia really is showing in that movement. <laughs> quick, <laughs> speed, speed, speed. Quick. It's like that thing where like every guy. I I've always thought this where it's like if I was <laughs> this is gonna start off weird but it'll probably finish weird too if I was in charge of a women's self defense class I'd be like first things first everyone needs to practice cognitive dissonance I will give you an example and then I would bring out a five foot five guy and I'd be like who went in a fight you or prime Muhammad Ali and that five foot five guy would probably be like well Muhammad Ali never felt this fucking shit and I was like exactly this guy legitimately believes he is not a target. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs>
just the cognitive dissonance of a man where every man thinks that like yeah i mean probably mike tyson beats me up but like on a good day mike's catching it i truly believe if we want to improve society there needs to you need to have a day where you just need to know that at some point if you haven't been punched in the face because of your mm-hmm. behavior one time what if your behavior is just nice you will it's not so you've done something <laughs> being punched in the face okay the amount of people and you're thinking of them dylan who haven't been punched in the face and then should need to happen here's my list dylan got <laughs> oh uh oh why did we talk about this this is classic fucking in the pocket wrestler review we talked about all the good wrestlers that they lost right that the nwa yeah. lost access to but we didn't talk about how like the their head booker and one of their producers turned out to be huge old yummy yummy doesn't matter oh, if you say nose you didn't think that i wasn't that wasn't going to be the next thing we were going to dave Dave Lagana, who no one gives the credit for creating rest, the best wrestling podcast ever, creative has nothing for you. Shock against shock, he's a real creepy fuck. It's like, yeah, of course he is. That guy. I is just the kept pitching that wrestling. me and Layla are alone in rooms. Yeah. I respond to every tweet I get. I am Dave Lagana. That's the thing I always remember about Dave Lagana. He's the only person I've ever seen on the internet. He replied to every tweet he ever got like he that is what are you you need to not all day yeah all right someone someone needs to know what i think someone needs to know what i think someone needs to know what i think that's dave lagana right there helping 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 i will help i will help you bleed dave lagana he was also in charge of fuck we should do another one on him too because it's like he was also God, in charge of TNA God. when they fucking sucked oh they my god were they sucked he was and also then, in charge of their weird expansion into india for some reason that was just so clearly like someone in india had money <laughs> well it's a giant market and the wwe tried the exact same thing that it was that like it was that was like all the great kali stuff was because that that was as it turned out what they were actually doing was so that was not the great Kali that was Jinder Mahal. They made Jinder Mahal the champ because Jinder Mahal right. did his fucking job and he fucking got so 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 swole. Shut the fuck up about being swole. Hopped at the plane at LAX and then I got swole and fucked your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was there. I fucked them too. I fucked everyone. I died in 20 minutes of a salad of STIs. I had a bunch of STIs. Not the, the Ds. I've ever heard of. Oh, they you get were STIs like- from dropping the D, all right? Yes. Pussy, 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 pussy. <laughs> anyway. I um, hope some people, please. Pussy, 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 that pussy. And set that to music. Please set Dylan's new song. What was that song called, uh, Dylan? Uh, it was called Miley Cyrus, Party in the USA, version one. <laughs> the original lyrics. Yeah, the fucking the, the complete with me going pussy, 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 pussy. Of course, pussy. yes, please. Pussy, Anyone pussy, who makes pussy, that. Pussy, pussy. Anyone, I will PayPal you ten dollars. <laughs> That's a reasonable amount of money. Anyway, Billy Corgan, he's like only, only. I'm only doing that now. Once. I've <laughs> surrounded myself with addicts for my whole life, so now so everyone who doesn't do drugs or drink in Marty School is like, oh, I've never drank. Except if yeah. you count fear of women. I drank the tears of many people. Oi, 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 oi. I'm like Jerry Lawler, but I'm going to get caught. Oi, 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 oi. Yeah. Marty Scroll, that was one where it was like, 
why did Marty Skrull not move up from Ring of Honor to AEW? And then that broke, and it was like, ah, there we go. That's why. Do you Someone also think that... Pull, 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 plane, sight. <laughs> Do you also think that when he left the elite, it was kind of like, um, hey, this is we're not gonna keep gambling that this is gonna, you know what I mean? Because like he was in that Cody, it was oh, Cody, yeah. Bucks, Hangman, Marty, and Marty's girl had like the strongest gimmick of any of those dudes. Yeah, I think it was. I always more felt like it was they didn't know why, but he was just like, I'm, I'm good. I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, but this is the other thing where it's like in, we talked about pro wrestling gorilla as well, uh, with Joey Ryan being in the mix there and Joey Ryan was in the NWA. You better believe it. It was just like this fucking, oh, yeah. it was just a tossed salad of people who were going to leave because they you were have to too say talented because they're all mixed in there. What other words do you want me to use? Use another word. Tell rim me. job. It was a real rim job. <laughs> it, was, it was a job tongued with rim, but they lose everybody. <laughs> I need they, to say it. This is the first time in, I think, about two years that we've both been on point for an episode. Usually, Thank you. one person's tired, one person brings it. Well, it's because you know why, because it's uh, Usually one, coming one up on 7 p.m. here, yeah, and it's 4 p.m. there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're operating at our peak maximum. I also done a lot of exercise, and I am officially. Dylan, are you ready? Mm-hmm. I'm not swole. No, you're not. We're double you don't, do oh, enough, yeah. you don't do enough low reps, high weight, eat a lot of eggs. That's what you got to do. First That's... of all, I only do legs. You know, I only do legs. I do okay, not good. body because of Dotty... my various injuries. Okay. Uh, two, um, I don't do eggs, man. I'm keto. How about this? I Why only... don't you do a bunch of those booty shaping workouts and just see if I do you only get those. like a dumper? I do only booty shaping workouts. And much like Dylan, I only use moisturizers that also tan my skin. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was so. Did I tell this story before? Uh, yes, but say it again. It's the best. So I was fucking out of moisturizer for j- 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 jacking off in the shower. <laughs> and uh, when I lived in England, and I, uh, we had a Polish roommate, and I'm the scum of the earth. So I just used her uh, self-tanning moisturizer, but I did not realize it was self-tanning until I was hooking up with a lady. And then she was like, why is your penis like that? And then I said... Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. She had a truly, good life. Truly one of the best moments of my life. But I'm not like a guy who doesn't seem like he'd do that, so it wasn't like, get out of here. It was like, if if you got into the precipice with me, you've already accepted quite a few problems. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where... Especially during that time. No, you're being very hard on yourself. You literally, I think, made the lives of a few gals in that time period because you just you just treated them with respect and then bowed out gracefully. Exactly. I didn't so, push uh, him into traffic like fucking Dave Lagana did. What was Dave Lagana's problem? I think it was he kept pushing women into traffic, I think is what it was. Dave Lagana. Let's end up on a list here. Dave Lagana. I swear I to think- God, I'm looking at the name and I'm still spelling it wrong. Dave, because <laughs> oh, you think it's not as you think there'd be a U in there, but it really is like an idiot came up with that last name. L-A-G-A-A-N-A. Lagana. It's like lasagna, but we're fucking idiots. Anyway. Yeah, it's like lasagna only, but it's not doesn't sound like you want to eat it. Um, <laughs> it's like so, lasagna, but I'm crying. 
Yeah, Dave Lagana has resigned from his position in the NWA effective immediately, and it was announced that there would be a temporary halt to production as there would be a restructuring exec of executive management positions pursuant to the allegations from Liz Savage. After being friends with Dave Lagana for four years, he sexually assaulted me. I, oh, fuck. I moved to L.A. after two years of him asking me to come out. He told me I was a real friend to him as I had been there uh, when he was at his lowest. He wanted to bring me out to L.A. for work. He was back and forth between ROH um, and TNA uh, oh, at the geez. time. Uh, yeah, I know. I moved my whole life across the country to find out his roommate who said he uh, uh, who he said was cool with it had no idea I was coming. Luckily, that wasn't the bad situation. We got along fine. Dave completely ignored me or was on the road. No problem. I'm self-reliant. But L.A. is also way tougher uh, than you would imagine. I shared a bed with Dave. Um, uh, shared a bed with Dave, uh, though. Um, that is sounds bad. It is getting bad. Yeah. Uh, and then Dave did a bunch of bad stuff that you probably can infer. Dave's not a good guy. I can keep reading this. I'll just let you know how it ends. Just pissed I didn't break his fucking arm. So basically, Dave Lagana is a fucking monstrous piece of shit. Just an absolute bag of assholes. Um, and it makes sense why JBL thinks he's so cool. Uh, so then, <laughs> but yeah, Dave Lugana, attention, like, John Bradshaw Layfield, you are the world's bitch. You're a little fucking bitch. Get him. And, um, I would like you to come over to my house so I can slap you in your big, stupid face. I know about the economy. That's you. That's you, JBL, you little penis fuck. I, uh, I've heard. It's really the... big though. Mm, uh, but it's very thin. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's the, I guarantee he was like, basically Billy Corgan did what any businessman would do, which was who has the best resume out there right now that I can hire. He hired yeah. him and it's wrestling. So they were all monsters and he got fucked. Uh, also, I do believe the pandemic was caused because the NWA debuted Scott Steiner as if he was going to fucking be their champion. And then, then I'm assuming. Oh yeah. And then he was like, COVID actually, just I sprung to, and was like, we can't let this happen. Yeah, I need to uh, manage my Shonies. I can't be the NWH. <laughs> so that's it for Billy Corrigan. Um, hopefully the NWH comes back. I mean, the wrestling at the chase is pretty dope. That looks pretty dope. They had Ric Flair come out and basically was like, I like Vince McMahon and my daughter won't let me say what I really think. And oh, my God. In heaven. Has Ric Flair post? Um, well, he's like... Uh, Entering my, senility. Oh, oh boy. I think it broke his mind because it was like, I think what it was was he had to reconcile with his actions, and it's like, oh, it was all Rick's fault. Like, it's yeah, like, man. yeah, fuck. There's no way. Like, there's no way that it's not all his. Like, I don't know. Anyway, the the book on Ric Flair looked like it was about to be written, and then it just stopped for some reason because people just like him. And I guarantee Dave Lagana is just a guy who's unlikable. So it's like very interesting who pro wrestling picks and chooses. We've, we've said it before and we've said it again, and it's very much has a popularity contest aspect to it. And that's very depressing. It's, it's fucking depressing, man, because of course, Dave, of course, Dave Lagana should be exiled from any type of making money. Yeah. Entertainment, but fucking yeah. Anyway. And, uh. All right. So what's the best thing about Billy Corgan wrestling wise, John? That meeting he had with uh, Paul, Paul Heyman at Atelier. Yeah. Like, I mean, is there a contest? That story rules. I think that uh, I had a lot of, I think it, 
I think the best thing about him was probably the NWA up until the pandemic. And I think the worst thing is that like Plandemic. <laughs> Sorry, the pandemic. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. Hey, no problem. <laughs> um, I think that that's probably the worst thing, but like I mean, I think the worst thing for me is just the expectations I had attached to this guy. And I was like, okay, dope. This guy has money. He'll basically like... So what it was, was we all thought Smashing Pumpkin, him being good at singing songs meant he could be good at writing wrestling. And it's just, he's good at having a bunch of money. As it turns out, it's like, oh, when a competition of no people who know who their strengths are, Rick Rubin beats Billy Corgan. Because Rick Rubin's like, I want to see wrestling like this. Jim Cornette. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, honestly... If you just had, if you just had Jim Cornette book the NWA and then one of us just report to someone, like if we were just, we were just a middleman, I think the NWA would be great. Jim Cornette books the entire show and then we go, no, not that character, Jim. And then that would be fine. That's exactly it. That's exactly how they should have done it. It should have been like, and then you uh, fucking make the women pay double because you can't watch men's wrestling. They gotta fucking try and suck their dicks. They're all fucking okay, Jim. All right. So the first thing we're gonna fucking do is I'm gonna fucking die. Fucking die. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> How quickly do you think you could get Jim Cornette so angry that he stands on the chair he was Me? sitting on to yell at you? I could, I mean, me? realistically, 30 minutes for me. Oh, no, you are underselling I mean, no, yourself. 30 minutes. I wanted to be realistic. Okay. Five minutes. Here's my question. Are, is it you and me working together or are we going in separately? If we work together, it would be 48 seconds because we'd just be like, hey, man, you know who's good? That Orange Cassidy. And I'd be like, yeah, plus trans people are people. And then he'd just yeah, yeah, hop yeah. on the chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, most of the 45 seconds would be me trying to find him a chair. I would say my you Mount Rushmore, Orange Cassidy, Nyla Rose, Sunny Kiss on the chair. Here's the one thing I don't like: tag teams from the '80s. <laughs> <laughs> Midnight Express. Oh, you mean you're named after that stupid fucking movie? Yeah, <laughs> on the chair. Yeah. Oh my god, Midnight Express. I uh, never heard of them. Oh, Stan Lane. Oh yeah, he was a great commentator in '94. Like literally, is <laughs> naked, jacking off at me. Ah! How do you make it? How do you make it poison? How do you make it poison? <laughs> you're 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 my wife. You're my wife. You're my wife's vagina. If you make me, if you make me angry enough, I can turn into poison. I took a class. Anyway, yeah, uh, Bill Watts turned me onto a doctor that wired up a mucus duck in my fucking man cunt, what I call <laughs> man a penis. Man cunt if, is good. If I'm angry enough, it will shoot mucus out of my cock. Now, it does sting, but that doesn't matter because I got a man cunt. You're out. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next week, we're going to do Conrad Thompson. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I like doing wrestling adjacent people so that we can take a break from watching like hour long matches. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. Good. All right. We'll see you here uh, next week for Conrad Thompson. Conrad Thompson. That's right. The snaky in its own tail, a podcast about a podcaster. Let's fucking kill ourselves. Everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Joe Rogan experience. I've just eaten my own ass. No, bye no, bye. No. The Joe Rogan experience experience. That's a real podcast. Everyone look it up. Get Wrestler Review at Wrestler Review, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that place. Thank you so much for gi uh, giving us Patreon. Uh, I thought about this the other day, but uh, uh, for a short time, I was a um, caretaker with the Toronto School Board. And because of you guys, I got to quit that. So thanks so much for your 
patronage and uh, we'll have some extra episodes up uh, really soon for you guys. Thanks so much. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye. Thank you.